I'm neighbor Becky. Welcome back, Becky. Hey. And welcome to Live, Laugh, Murder. You're still my neighbor for now. I know. I'm just like putting it off. I'm like, you don't have to buy my house. It's fine. Yeah, I'll Becky's selling her house and is going to move away. But I don't want you to. It hasn't happened yet. No. Anyway, you're We're still prolong it. You're still neighbor, Becky. Yes. Well, thank you for joining me on the show today. We're already having technical difficulties. We got this. It's good. All green. Green for go. Green means go. Yep. Is it true that's where the word gringo came from? <laughs> Because the white Maybe. men had on the white men in some time and place in history had green uniforms, so they would say "green go, green go, gringo." Is that real? <laughs> oh, I think you totally made that up. I swear I didn't make that up. Totally I'm not made it up. I'm not that smart to make that up by myself. I'm googling it when I get home. You better. Well, I don't know what to say about that. But welcome to Live, Laugh, Murder, where we tell stories that may or may not be true. On today's episode, I'm going to tell you a story. Don't read my notes. No, I'm looking over here. I promise. That could either be the um, the plot of a horror movie or the facts of a true crime case. And it's up to my co-host, you, and all of you all listening to try to figure it out by the end of the show. And I normally get it wrong, so. No, you don't. You do good. But don't worry because I'm going to reveal the truth by the end for I'm you. I'm ready. If you don't already know, over on our Patreon, we will have an after show after this episode. So if you're interested in hearing us talk more about today's topics or whatever else pops into our head, then go to patreon.com slash live laugh murder podcast to check out our Twilight session. And that's where all the dumb shenanigans are. Yeah, the dumb shenanigans. I'm going to try to put any bloopers in there. I did that on an epi- <laughs> the last episode we did and I had to scrap that episode. There were a lot of bloopers because I had a lot it, of wine. It was bad. That <laughs> that was the original episode 52, and we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, it's in the past. It'll, Moving on. I have to re-record that whole thing with um, Amy, by the way, intern Amy. Oh, good. Who isn't really our intern anymore? She never really was, to be she honest. She needs a cool nickname. <laughs> I'm neighbor Becky. She's... I'll Who, come up with something. Come up with something. Whatever. I like intern Amy, though. Well, she used to do a lot more for the show. Really, she never did. I just felt like her emotional support was all I needed. She still supports me. Yes. Emotional support Amy. Mm. Mm-hmm. ESA. ESA. Everyone needs an emotional support Amy. I love it. ESA. All right. Well, I think that today's story, Becky, is really nuts. And They're all nuts. I know. I had. I know. I had a few options to choose from. When you said you'd join me today, and I think I picked a good one for you. I still can't get over the last one. What? Which one is? It's been so long. Which one? It was about marriage. That's all I'm gonna say. The one that I have to re-record with Amy. Yes. Yeah. Becky and I recorded the entire. I don't want to talk about it. I have like dreams about it. Like that story. <laughs> don't like, give spoilers away because when I do it with Amy, well, I'm not giving away spoilers. Damn, I'm just. That sounds like a earthquake when you put it down on the Sorry, table. It, it was just. A freaking roller coaster. That's all I'm going to say. That is true. So tune in. Tune in whenever it gets re-released. What did I call it? Haywire Honeymoon. 
right? It was about the honeymoon. <gasps> yes, it was awful. So whenever, whenever you listen to Haywire Honeymoon, that's the one we're talking awful about. Awful in a good way. No, I understand. Okay, so well, let's jump into it. It's nuts. We don't have a Florida man. You don't have a Florida man, right? I do. You do? I do. I didn't expect that. I sent some to Joanna, but I'll just steal one. Oh my God. Tell, tell her not to. I will tell her. Oh shit. I did. It was a couple days Happy ago. Happy day. Oh, this is the best one. This is good because I wasn't quite ready to tell my fucked up story. So thank you. Perfect. I need I needed a, a little mental break. Well, so you know, we're in the new year. Like everyone's having all these happy moments. A lot of proposals happening. Yes. So this Florida man, the headline is, oh, do you want me to wait and share the headline at the end? Uh, I don't care. Okay. Florida man stole one girlfriend's ring to propose to the other girlfriend. Oh, no. So the story reads, he'll be spending Valentine's Day alone. (laughs) A Florida man is on the run after stealing one girlfriend's old engagement ring so he could use it to propose to his other girlfriend, authorities say. Shut up. Mm -hmm. Her old one? Yeah. So like from an ex? Yes. Oh, no. So Joseph Davis, watch out for Joseph Davis if you're single, 48, is wanted on a grand theft charge after allegedly betraying two girlfriends he met on the dating site OkCupid. Don't date anyone on OkCupid. That's how I ended up with my ex-husband. Okay. He used the alias (laughs) Joe Brown with one girlfriend and Marcus Brown with the other. Hmm. Girlfriend number one, who lives in Orange City who had dated Davis since 2015, told detectives she learned through some Facebook sleuthing that Davis, a convicted felon, was engaged to the second woman. Worse, she saw on the second woman's Facebook page that her rival was wearing an engagement ring and wedding band identical to her own from a previous marriage. Wow. Like, wait, wait, wait. She saw it on a Facebook post? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So she checked her jewelry box and found her rings and other items missing. About $6,270 in property had been stolen from her and all. The girlfriend contacted Davis's fiance, who lives in Orlando, and who had begun dating him in 2016. Whoa. The second woman discovered she had also allegedly allegedly been stolen from. They joined forces, I love this, uh-huh. and reported Davis to the authorities. <laughs> The second girlfriend reported her own laptop and jewelry went missing after Davis moved out of her apartment. She also recalled Davis once taking her to the first girlfriend's house in (gasps) Orange City. The first girlfriend was away at work at the time. Davis claimed to the second girlfriend that the home was his and even asked her to move in there with him. What? The lies. So this gives me vibes that one of our friends will be very familiar with. Oh, shit. <laughs> the second girlfriend packed up her own apartment and was ready to move <gasps> in, but Davis told her the deal fell through. I know exactly. Oh, you know exactly girl, who I'm talking about. if you're listening, about. you know who we're talking about. She will know. What a psycho. Yeah. Davis has a previous rap sheet that includes an active warrant in Oregon for a hit-and-run crash, domestic assault, and possession of cocaine. So he's just all over the map with crime. Right. The brother... Of the Orlando woman posted about the bizarre situation on the sheriff's Facebook page, writing, Please, everyone, share this. My sister is the victim that was proposed to. He is now making threats to our family. They're both victim. Both women are victims. Yes. Where Was that a New York Post article? Yes, it was. Oh, my gosh. So, happy Valentine's Day, Marcus Joe, whatever your name is, Brown. <laughs> um, oh, I can make this one come out around Valentine's Day. Yes. Okay, so let's I stick with hope- that. The day before Valentine's Day. What year? 2021. Mm. He spent it alone. I wonder where he is now. Probably alone. Probably with a new chick. Yeah. Proposing to his fifth girlfriend with his fourth girlfriend's ring. 
listen, sir, that's not acceptable behavior around here. Mm-hmm. All right, Becky. All right, I'm ready. When a 13-year-old goes missing. Oh, God, already. <laughs> okay, when a 13-year-old goes missing, I would expect to see it make headline news, no? It should. I'd expect it to be shown on every news outlet near and far. However, this is not always the case, and it was not the case when Nicholas goes missing. Nicholas disappears, and it doesn't make even one news outlet. How does this happen? Anytime a family member goes missing, it's devastating. The unknown is the gut-wrenching part of it all. Is it because he was a minor? I know sometimes they do that. No, it's not because he's a minor. It's because I was, I'm going to tell you, I guess, but because they think he's a runaway. Oh, okay. that. Mm-hmm. But because he got in a little trouble here and there, so they think he's a runaway. Mm. And that is just, fuck off. On the day of his disappearance, Nicholas's mother gives him $5 and sends him off to go play basketball at the park. Later that day, he calls home asking for a ride because he doesn't want to walk home. And his older brother, Jason, says, I don't want to wake up, Mom. Just walk. Because Mom was napping. Jason doesn't drive. Too young. Okay? Okay. Nicholas never made it home. He has vanished. I feel like if my 13-year-old went to, like, their friend's house, Mm -hmm. yeah, I might be comfortable to nap. But they're outside playing basketball. I'd be, like, sitting at my house, like, on high alert. If they went down, you know, a few blocks down to the park to go play ball. That's what you're saying. Yeah, that would kind of freak me out. Yeah. Like out in public. Well, the family does freak out, makes flyers, calls the police, works toward a solution to finding him. And Beverly, his mother, believes that maybe someone offered him a ride home and never dropped him off. Mm. You know, like with ill intent. Right, yeah. And uh, he is not heard of at all until three years and four months later. Gosh, that's like Elizabeth Smart. She was gone forever, wasn't she? Yeah, longer than three years, though. Nicholas's mother gets the call. Someone from Spain has Nicholas, and he wants to come home. Spain? That's the the call. Where are they located? In the United States. Okay. His sister, his older sister, is ecstatic, bewildered, and Beverly, his mother, feels wonderful, like, shit yes her boy is coming home they just want to see and touch their missing nicholas so how does this happen how did this happen well let's over to spain okay okay i'm ready in spain shortly before you're on the plane i'm on the plane in your brain Mm -hmm. in spain shortly before beverly is told that her son is found okay so we're kind of like go back like 12 hours police get a call in spain the man says in a heavy, thick accent, my wife and I are tourists, 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 say it, tourists, tourists. We found a kid about 14, 15 years old, no ID, no documents on him. He's very scared. He seems very young. He's very scared. We tried to get him some food, but he doesn't want it. I think you should come and help him. So police show up to claim this kid, this random ass kid in, that was found. They're not tourists. That's a lie. <laughs> I call BS. No tourists. So, hiding in an oversized coat with a hat covering his eyes, acting afraid and hiding in a phone booth in the pouring rain is a boy. Saying he has been sexually assaulted, claiming he was abused, not answering any questions, not speaking at all, really, and acting very, like, skittish. 
when you go near him. Well, yeah. Yeah. What? I would be that way too. Yeah. I've been gone for three years with some psychos. This boy is brought into the police station, not even saying what his name is. He won't even speak his name. He might not know it. You think so? Yeah. You know how they get brainwashed? Yeah. Uh-huh. So he's just kept there at the police station. He's questioned by multiple officers. And after refusing to speak, he's told that his fingerprints will be taken to find out who the fudge he is. Yeah. I, I'm, I say fudge. My daughter's in the next room. I get real funny. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's not paying a bit of attention to us. Yeah, she's really not. We just checked on her and I was like, hey, honey, like, how you doing over there? And the whole time, and then Becky goes, she's not even listening to you right now. No. She's not responding. She's no playing response. video games. Zero so. response. Okay, so um, anyway, what was it? Fingerprints. So this throws the kid into action. Awareness, if you will. Sitting in the police station, he says he's an American who has run away. That he wants to contact his family, but that he wants to do it by himself. Let me call Let me call them myself, right? And he convinces the authorities to allow him to stay in the police station after hours by himself. And that he will call his family while he's there. Because, you know, like, at, I, I'm just looking at your facial expressions. <laughs> Are they going to put him in a cell? Like, I wouldn't just be like, here, bro, here's access to our computers and everything else. Have at it. Like a cell? Like a cot? Like they have, like, holding cells mm-hmm. at the station, I guess. I don't know. They don't put him in a cell. They put him in, like, a cot, like, in the station to chill. Is there, like, a deputy there with him? No, he's by himself. Mm-hmm. That's shady. Okay. Moving on. Well, you know there's a time change, right, from Spain to the United States. Mm-hmm. It's nighttime in Spain. So he tells them, just leave me in the office. I can call my family. It's They're awake. It's daytime over there, right? They agree. So the boy, now left alone in the station after hours, calls the American police in multiple states around the country. I'm sorry. Your facial expressions are distracting me. This kid <laughs> is something. This is what is said when officers in America answer the phone. My name is Jonathan Duran. I have a kid. We're sure he's from the States. He's been maybe missing for a few years, and someone has been looking for him. This is what is said to the American police. Who the hell's Jonathan? Well, (laughs) the police tell him that there's hundreds of missing kids, but his best bet is they say to this Jonathan, dude, like, you need a contact. They don't say dude, but you need to contact the Center for Missing Children and the, mm, the Center for Missing and Exploited Children. So Jonathan Duran calls the headquarters and describes the situation I just said to you. Details that are, he gives details that are specific but kind of vague about a missing kid. And the woman who answers the phone says, quote, uh, we have a kid from San Antonio, Texas, who's been missing since June 30th, 1994, Nicholas Barclay, end quote. And Jonathan asks for a fax of this kid, needing to confirm his identity like any other policeman would do. The black and white photo comes through the fax machine, and this could be it. This could be the move. The move for what, you may ask? What's the next move? So this is Nicholas pretending to be Jonathan, correct? Or did I get this all wrong? You are on the right track. So he's pretending to get information about himself? That's where I'm lost. You will continue to be lost. Okay. I'm going to clear it up for you, though. Okay. Okay. Before I continue, I want to tell you about a man named Frederick. (laughs) Frederick, Jonathan, Nicholas. What's the brother's name? Jason. Jason. Lord. Beverly. I love Beverly. 
You love the name Beverly? I just love the name Beverly. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Schmidt. Uh, Frederick, a man who only has ever wanted to be accepted in his life. A man who wants to be someone else. Frederick wants to be anyone but himself. So this is what this person, Frederick, does. He has learned very fast to be very convincing, Becky. He can pass as anyone, con anyone, be anyone, and he does. No one ever gave a shit about Frederick, so he figures, I'm going to change my identity and I'm going to be born again. Oh, poor Frederick. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. He didn't have a real childhood. He didn't have love. He wanted to be someone else. So this <laughs> 23-year-old man figures, I'm going to pose as a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does he, is he like a, a dwarf? Like he looks like a kid? No, not a child, like a teenager. But still, you're, if you're 23, you look different than a 15-year-old. Yeah, you sure as hell do. That is true. Well, as All you, right. mm-hmm, as you may have guessed, the kid, or you may have—I don't know if you've guessed. This is so fucked up already. The kid in Spain, who's currently at the police station, is not a kid at all. It is a full-grown man named Frederick. Yeah. So he's trying to find a kid's identity. Mm-hmm. Okay. The person calling the United States saying he has a missing kid is Frederick. The name Jonathan Duran is completely made up. It's all Frederick. That's insane. Like you can just insane. Here's Jonathan Duran. This is the name I'm using today. Yeah, pulls it out of his ass. Oh my god. Once he receives the facts, he says to himself, I can do this because he gets that black and white facts of Nicholas. And he tells the woman from the center of missing, I can't say that, center, what is it? Center of, of missing, missing and, and exploited, exploited children. children. He says, this is Nicholas. I have him here. That's the kid I have. Well, that leads us to Beverly calling her daughter in the United States saying, are you sitting down? Is that how they talk in Texas? <laughs> are you sitting down? Honey? I don't know. Is that, I don't know if that's Texas. I'm trying to think John's aunt is from Alabama and she not the same thing no but like it's a similar southern accent I'm trying to think we talked to her yesterday how you doing sweetheart are you sitting down yeah you got it and goes on to say that Nicholas has been found in Spain they are freaking out and can't believe it it's been three fucking years and spoiler alert it's not Nicholas it's this is not her son he has not been found yeah, well, I'm still trying to wrap my head around how a grown-ass adult is going to plan to act out being a 15-year-old. <laughs> let me tell you how we... Let me just tell you. I can't even. So the family gets in contact with the man who works for the shelter that Nicholas is being kept at. I'm I'm going to say Nicholas a lot, okay? They speak to Jonathan Duran. <laughs> Jonathan who's says... Who's also Nicholas. Who's also Frederick. Or Frederick, mm-hmm. who's being Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Jonathan says, Nicholas is sitting right next to me. He's very scared, traumatized, and he doesn't want to speak to anyone. He was abducted, and he's been abused. So the sister, Carrie, Nicholas's sister, she's older than him. She says, is he hurt? Does he want to see us? Does he remember us? And says all the things that you or I would say in this situation. They go on back and forth for a little bit, and then Jonathan reveals that Nicholas has escaped from a sex ring and was found wandering the streets, Becky. I understand he wants to pretend to be someone else, but Mm -hmm. why does it have to be a sex ring? I know. Like, why can't this kid just be, like, someone that got abducted and... Yeah. Why? Yeah, or ran away. Yeah, like, why... Why? Well, there is some reason to why. 
Oh, God. It does kind of. Okay. Carrie begs to talk to Nicholas to hear his voice. So Frederick, posing as Jonathan, then poses as Nicholas and changes his fucking voice for the phone call with Carrie. Like, so he's talking. This is Jonathan Duran. Nicholas is here. They're in Spain, remember? This is what's-his-face from <laughs> Split. What's that, then, that movie Split? It's not me. It's Patricia. Patricia is such a crazy asshole. Yeah. I'm going to watch that tonight. Oh, it's a good one. I love that Just movie. Just watch it. Oh, it's so good. It's a better... It's like my favorite of all the... It's a trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then... change, And so in a soft, quiet hey, voice... Nicholas. With Carrie crying, sobbing on the other end of the line. That's awful. She, she says, Nicholas? Nicholas? And she hears... I love you. It's Nicholas. Can you freaking imagine? And then Frederick says, when he like hangs up the phone, I washed her brain. (laughs) Oh my God. Brainwash, washed her brain. This guy is a fucker. I'm whispering because there's a child out there. What the F? I know. I know. I washed her. I washed her brain. You have to say it with an accent. Oh, he has an accent? Oh yeah. Is he from Spain? I'll just keep. I'll just keep going. <laughs> Why is okay? I'll just tell you now. Frederick is really from France. Oh my gosh, he's French. So he's not American, obviously. He's not Spanish. He is a full-on French man and an imposter, a clear imposter. So I want to make it clear. I washed her brain. I washed. I washed her brain. Wait, did they roll the R? I watched her brain. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, okay, all these phone calls. I want to make it clear that all the phone calls that have gone on that I just explained to you with Frederick and the Americans has all been in that one night that he is left alone in the police station. One night. The po- This is another thing I don't get. He is a grown-ass man. Yes. The police think he's a child or they don't know that part? They don't they they think that the child has been found they think that nicholas barclay from texas has been found so because okay you want me to backtrack they locked frederick in the police station why was frederick at the police station because he was found in a phone booth by tourists crying and alone the tourists called the police the police went to the phone booth found him in the rain and he said he was a kid who ran away or whatever he said. Whatever I said. But he doesn't look like a kid. He's well, a grown man. he's 23. He's skinny. I think skinny. he's a midget. I'm just going to put him not. Like no, he's not. He's skinny. He's thin. Oh, it's like a thin. Okay, yeah. So like that makes a, sense. Like a lanky teen. Okay. Okay. That works out. I feel better now. Realizing this is all going to pan out, that he can steal Nicholas's identity, Frederick starts to kind of panic. And he starts thinking, can I do this? Shit. Can I pose as this... 13-year-old boy three years later, will they believe me? He tells himself, let's just do the damn thing. And he goes for it. (laughs) The next day, the Center for, fuck. Missing missing, and Exploited Children. mm -hmm, Sends the official documents over to the station in Spain. Not just a fax, like they overnight that shit. Because it's a missing kid found in another country Mm -hmm. years later, which is very unheard of. Well, now he's going to know everything. So they're going to make, they're making, it's a big deal already. Frederick, open, he himself, like, happens to catch the mail as it comes through, <laughs> sees, oh shit, this is the one I need, opens the envelope himself without the authorities seeing to reveal a full color photo of the real Nicholas, not the facts. The facts, faxes are fucking black and white. Yeah. 
no matter what year you're in, they've never improved. Mm-mm. The real Nicholas is a blue-eyed, blonde Texan boy. Oh, it's not happening. He picked the wrong boy. <laughs> Frederick is French. Dark hair, dark eyes, olive skin. He's going to make it happen. He's going to get some contacts, dye his <laughs> hair, bleach and, his skin. And, Becky, a full-on French accent. But yeah, that's true. How the fuck? We keep whispering every time. We just can't resist the cursing. You can't resist the bad words. I'd rather whisper. He did whisper. the whole, it's me, I love you. And uh-huh. they In a whisper. Bad. He did it in a whisper, though. Yeah. Well, then he'll just have to whisper and be like, oh, they fucked my throat up, so I can't talk so, about it anymore. Yeah, yes. The American embassy is on the way. So what he does, because he's the one that opened this envelope from the United States, he tears up the colored flyer and, like, throws that shit away and realizes that if he gets caught, he's going to go to prison, but he's going full send anyway. So he, before anyone can see yeah. this documents that have been sent over, like overnighted over the ocean from fucking the United States, he tears that shit up, tosses it. Here we go. Enter the FBI. Oh, you're screwed, buddy. Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, get a call from Carrie, the sister, and she updates them on the entire story. Special agent Nancy Fisher is astounded. Can't believe this shit. So they say that they're going to assist the family and make it clear that they're going to be interviewing Nicholas immediately after his return. Where's Beverly in all this? I feel like this is what I picture. I know. Carrie takes on a lot. I picture Beverly because you said, what, 1994? Mm Mm-hmm. Sitting outside of her double-wide trailer. Mm Mm-hmm. With a cigarette? Yep, with a cigarette and her big poofy blonde hair (laughs) full of Aquanet hairspray. Just like, oh, they found my baby. Now go get him. Go get him. Mm-hmm. The FBI says they're going to assist in any way possible. They take this very seriously. The FBI says that normally when a child's been missing for years, they're probably dead or never seen again. And to find them from another country is extremely rare. Mm -hmm. It's not even heard of. And Carrie, who has never left the country, is on her way to go get her brother. She goes by herself to get him. So yeah, what you said. Oh, I reckon she packed her bag and got going. (laughs) Her carton of cigarettes with her. <laughs> this is the sister. The mm-hmm. sister went. Oh, she had a carton of cigarettes too she when did. she was 13. She's on the plane from Texas to Spain. And all Frederick can say, because he knows she's coming, is fuck, 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 fuck. Five fucks. I counted. Five. Five. Yep. So Frederick bleaches his hair right off the bat. Because they have him in like a like a holding place with other teens while this is all kind of being worked out and carries on the way he doesn't stay in the police station for this it's only days but i still. can't believe that the authorities are falling for this i know so he's in a like a juvenile not juvenile not, not like a juvie jail but he's in like a juvenile i don't like even understand home it. kind of yeah mm-hmm. so while he's there he's preparing it's, it's only a couple of days bleaches his hair and while staying in a, a shelter okay mm-hmm. well like group home while staying in the shelter that he was, he has a girl who's also staying there copy Nicholas's small tattoos that were visible in the flyer he was sent, like little hand tattoos that are like the poke kind, like the like like prison tattoos basically. He was thirteen. Yeah, oh, that's Nicholas right. was from Texas. Nicholas was in some shit, he, so Nicholas had these little tattoos. Had some garage tattoos. Uh-huh. Exactly, and so Frederick has a girl who happens to know how to do this shit. Oh. Hook me up. And she does. I mean, most kids in group homes can do garage tats, I think. I would assume, right? Mm-hmm. You got to do what you got to do. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so they copy the small tattoos on his, that were on his arms. Frederick gets sunglasses, a hat, a scarf, and tries his best to pass as this kid. Minutes before Carrie arrives, Frederick knows in his bones that this is it and he's going to get caught. He's going to prison. He just, he knows it. He hears a knock at his door. Hey, Nicholas, your sister's downstairs. After about 10 minutes, he realizes he can't wait, wait it out anymore, and he walks outside to Carrie. Carrie sees him, Becky, and says, Nicholas, I'd remember that nose anywhere. God, you just look, you look just like your Uncle Pat. Everything's going to be fine. Oh and she my hugs gosh. him. And she hugs him. This white trash hot mess. <laughs> I cannot. That nose. You I look just like Uncle even. Pat. You know what, though? I'm one of those people, like, <laughs> people have kids, and I am like, I don't know who your kid looks like. I can tell you who my kids look like, but I can't look at someone else's kid and be like, you look like so-and-so. Well, th- I mean, it's his sister. So she hugs him. Nicholas, quote-unquote Nicholas, doesn't say much, but he thinks only God knows why she would accept me right now. Because he's like, I don't fucking look like this kid at all. Carrie has shown up for her long-lost brother, and she is not leaving without him you know what some people i bet get desperate Mm -hmm. and they're like long for anything like they grasp at straws like oh that nose kind of looks like my brother so you're my brother yeah the mind plays tricks on Mm -hmm. you well then carrie and nicholas get their first kind of alone time together and she pulls out picture after picture that she brought of family members dozens remember the house we used to live in oh no remember you and scotty playing See how big Cody has gotten? And she shows him, sure do. Sure do. And Frederick plays into it. Says things like, I miss grandma so much. Is grandpa still an asshole? Totally pulling lines out of his ass. And it all works. Oh my gosh. Even though Carrie knows Nicholas is talking funny. You said like a whisper the whole time. He's been in another country though. He might get an accent. And even though he's bigger and looks so different. She knows this is her brother. Her brother who's been... (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Her brother who's been tortured for years. All his trauma led him to look and act very differently, Mm. differently, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. She thinks... I mean, I don't know if it makes sense, but it's what's happening. Just when you're in that moment. Yeah. Oh, anything to bring him back. Of course, Nicholas is questioned more before Carrie's allowed to take him home by the authorities. They decide that they're going to show him family photos to kind of test him. Because they were like, is this the real kid? Five family photos to be exact. And he must identify each family member in this test for Carrie to take him. Well, at this point, she's already shown him the whole family tree. Yep. So he gets four out of five names correct in the photo by guessing. And that was that. All because Carrie showed him and he memorized the Mm -hmm. names. Uh Uh-huh. And she was being just innocent. He's issued a passport with his name and information. And that's it. Carrie says, you ready to go home? Let's get the fuck out of here. And he's sent back to the United States with his sister. OMG. As much as Frederick thinks of running away and getting out of this, because he's every, like every move he makes, he's like, fuck, this isn't going to work. And then it works. Yeah. This isn't going to work. And then it works. He can't get the thought out of his head that America is the land of dreams. And he's feeling like he can't give up this opportunity, Becky, to get to the States and start fresh as a kid again. Create his own life. Is America the land of dreams? 
I mean, that's what they say. Uh, a new life full of opportunity because he's seen movies and books and yeah. TV and you see New York City. He ain't fucking going to New York City. No, you going to Texas, boy. When he gets off the plane, the whole family is there to greet Nicholas. Beverly, his mother, just feels like her son is so different. He's wearing a low hat, a scarf around his neck, and uh, the bottom part of his a scarf around his neck and the bottom part of his face, like wrapped around. He's got to be hot as fuck. Sunglasses, <laughs> a jacket, gloves, and it is not winter, mind you. He recoils while being hugged. He's very cold and barely speaks to anybody, knowing deep down that he's hiding his thick-ass French accent. And now he's like, <laughs> hell, I'm the one to end up in the city and I'm in the middle of the country. I hate say, this. Now say that with a French accent. Oh, I do not know how to talk French. <laughs> I don't think I do. But, okay, it, deep inside, he's so excited. He is full of, as he says, he says, full of glee. That's his word. Okay, bro. Uh-huh. Texas a little bit longer. And the family buys it. Beverly says, man, he's really screwed up. That's what she says at one point. Let me cook you some chicken gizzards. Stop it, Becky. You're going to make the entire Sorry. state of Texas Sorry, annoyed. Texans. Texans you're, are great. You're not all like that. I've never no. been to Texas, actually. Your airport's very beautiful. Oh, well, fair enough. <laughs> um, thinking that her son could have, like, what could he have even been through? He must have been through so much. And Beverly just tries to make her son as comfortable as possible in his new reality. Their long-lost Nicholas is home. Aw. Okay. Sure so Frederick, is. yeah, Frederick has a family who loves him for the first time in his life. Aw. Isn't that, that is sad. Even more joy for him that he's hiding deep down. He's hiding all his excitement. He's pretending to be this like morose, like trauma fucked up person that's been through a lot of shit. Until the next morning when he realizes, oh, this isn't the bright and shiny America that I saw on TV and movies. Mm -hmm. This is not New York City. This is Texas countryside. And he starts feeling disappointed. And he starts saying to himself, what have I done? Yeah. So you got to run away again, boy. With all the new experiences or old experiences that he should be remembering, the family chalks up his memory loss to being traumatized. That makes sense. It does, right? He doesn't remember family friends or places in town because of all the trauma that he's been through, Becky. Nicholas enrolls in high school. Oh my gosh. <laughs> These people are all stupid. <laughs> Like, I'm trying to picture every 23-year-old man that I know, and none of them could pass off as being 15. He dates a neighborhood girl. Uh, mm-hmm. He makes friends, and he, like, hangs out with kids. He's 23. But he's psycho, so that's, like, in his brain, like, he's trying to relive his childhood, yeah. so this is good for him. Everyone accepts that this is him, except his fucking brother. What was his name? Jason. Jason. His older brother wants nothing to do with him because he's the only one who knows that this is not, this is not my brother. Go Jason. Jason even came, like came home at one point to meet him and was like, nah, I'm out. Mm-mm, this ain't working. As time goes on, Nicholas doesn't speak about his abduction and the family goes on like nothing is wrong. They pretend we're good. They give him the space he needs or the space that they think that he needs and it may seem sweet, but this family aren't the only ones involved. Let's not forget the FBI. What are they thinking? Well, they are saying, why hasn't the family called us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't they have questions for us? Because we sure as shit have questions for them. And they have to reach out to interview Nicholas because he went through a terribly 
from what they believe dangerous and criminal experience that they need to investigate, right? And I just I have a, a hypothesis. Okay, tell, hold on. What is your hypothesis? I think the family there was some foul play. Mm. And the family made Nicholas disappear. Mm. But they don't want to get caught. Mm-hmm. So they reported him missing. And once they found someone Dang. that was Nicholas, they're accepting him because they're like, oh, this will mm. be the cover up for like us making him disappear. Girl, damn. Well, the FBI is not convinced. Whoa, that's my wine. I said convinced. 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 The FBI is not convinced that this is the boy that went missing. Because if he were to be only 16, why does he why does he constantly have a five o'clock shadow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. He's French with this thick ass hair. And like a dark ass five o'clock shadow. Mm-hmm. Yes. His hair is Nicholas's hair is blonde and he is constantly uncomfortable around them. He, this, this version of Nicholas always seems skittish. So when interviewed, Nicholas, quote unquote, tells the FBI that he was taken overseas by military, like by, over, by foreign military. So this is his, what he says. He says he was flown to different locations, kept in rooms. He was chloroformed, held with other boys. He never knew where he was, what country he was in. He was raped and molested by men nightly of American, Mexican, and European descent. He was burned, given insects to eat. He was tortured. His foot was broken by a crowbar. He was experimented on. He was told that he was to forget about his past. He had to constantly hear, you are not you, like, you know, brainwashing, washing of the brain. If he spoke in English, he was beaten. His identity was constantly changed. His hair color was dyed. And he was sold for sex. And how does he now have brown eyes? Because Nicholas had blue eyes? Oh, well, he says, they gave me eye drops that changed my eye color. He's psycho. Does that exist? Eye drops? Probably not. But (sighs) anyone would believe that because it sounds convincing with all of those details. When he escaped... When he escaped, uh-huh, mm-hmm, he found a door unlocked in whatever room he was being held in, and he ran, only to discover he was in Spain, and he was rescued by a couple who was on vacation, which was where I was at the beginning of this story, and he was hiding in the phone booth. Every single thing I just said is a lie. It's fabricated. Like Even the couple in the phone booth? Yeah. Well, yeah, because I thought they were shady in the beginning, too. Frederick made it all up. He was the couple. He was the husband calling the police. This it, is Patricia. It was is Patricia. It was him or Patricia. Mm-hmm. Frederick is an imposter. That's it. Or he has multiple personalities. <laughs> and he's an imposter. He knows what he's doing. Oh my gosh. And the couple that called the police station in Spain, that was him. He would change his voice over the phone to be whoever he wanted others to think that he was. And the FBI says... He has either been a victim or he is a fantastic actor because they still can't tell. So after his interviews, the FBI says that they will investigate his story. That All that whole shit, burning, tortured, dying of your eyeball color. 
I, whatever. And Frederick walks away from his interviews thinking, I can't believe I did it. And he goes on to live his life happily and not believing his own good luck. The FBI believes him, he thinks. And most of all, the family accepts him and they believe him. Enter Charlie Parker, private investigator. So the FBI couldn't catch him, but this private investigator is going to. Charlie Parker. Charlie. Is he related to Peter Parker? I know, right? Peter Parker. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh, I forget his name is Peter Parker. Yeah, Peter Parker. No, no relation. This is not the story of Spider-Man. Charlie Parker. Charlie Parker was hired, but who hired him to look into this story? Well, who do you think? Jason. Jason. It wasn't Jason. Beverly? No. It was a national TV station. I yeah. thought it wasn't on TV, though. Well, the news kind the of beginning. picked up the okay. story, and they heard about this, and they want to run a story about it on their show. So the national, like, big-time news, like, for the country. Okay. They hired Charlie Parker to track down Nicholas and look into the story because they have to fact-check everything, right? And they want to run with it. The story's been kept quiet from the media, but they They always fucking find out. Yeah, always. And Frederick couldn't be more thrilled when the media gets a hold of the story. He's excited. You would think the opposite, right? Oh, he wants to be famous and all this because he's a psycho. He wants the story out there. Everything was going according to plan. But Charlie Parker, Charlie Parker's watching. He's there. He sees what's going on. He kind of starts lurking, driving around in his like brown car. (laughs) (laughs) brown car Uh, so charlie parker goes to a restaurant where frederick is being interviewed for a news outlet right for like a a local news Mm -hmm. outlet he sits nearby and watches because they interview him in a restaurant so charlie parker sits in a booth and watches so frederick is sitting there in a booth the news is facing him but behind frederick is a wall of photos from around town, it's a, like a diner, like a local diner, right? So Charlie is sitting somewhere over there watching the interview happening on the news, watching Frederick be questioned, and looking behind him on the wall of photos, just kind of distracted. Behind Frederick's head in the restaurant where the interview is being conducted is an actual photo, the missing persons photo of the real Nicholas hanging on the wall. So there's Frederick's face, and behind him, there's a picture of Nicholas hanging on the wall. That's been there for three years. Oh, shit. So Charlie's sitting there looking from Frederick to Nicholas, to Nicholas's picture. Mm -mm. Back and forth. And all the hairs on his arm start standing up straight. Charlie Parker says, this is not the missing Nicholas Barclay. He knows that something is fucked up. So he decides to look closely at their ears. <laughs> hey, that's a big giveaway because I have really small yes. ears. You do. I do have really let me small measure. ears. Hold on. Let me, I'm measuring. Oh, sorry. I'm measuring. Let me take my headphones off for a second. Hold on. I'm measuring your ear. Oh, my God. No, it's not the same. You have small ears, no, too. No, but like that was your whole entire oh, ear. Oh, it was smaller than yours. Your ear, my ear. Is about like so a here's centimeter. My ear. Damn. You do have small ears. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you what Charlie says about this shit. Someone's got some big ass ears and one of them has small ears. Apparently, your ears don't change according to Charlie. Like as you age. Oh, yeah. No, they don't. I mean, I would have never thought of that. Mm-hmm. What do you, what's going on? 
this is just a lot. <laughs> this is something. Do you want me to go get my daughter's Barbies that she doesn't play with anymore and you can arrange them so you can keep track of the people? Oh, no, it's not that. I just think this guy's psycho. Yeah. Well, let me just keep riding then. So he says that your ears are as specific as your fingerprints. Is that a real fucking science? It I makes don't think, sense. Can you think like, but there's no way this ear fit on me as an infant. There's no well, way. maybe not as an infant, you crazy ass. Um, so Charlie goes home, Charlie Parker, gets on his computer and zooms into a photo of the two men's ears side by side. He knows immediately that is not Nicholas. His first in- instinct, Charlie says, it's a spy. You know. Oh, from, yeah, a spy. from France. Or whatever. Oh, he doesn't know. Oh, Spain. That's Anywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Because why else would a man pose as a kid why go through all this trouble to pretend you're a missing teenager from fucking texas you're mentally unstable or you're a spy oh that's true yeah like he charlie thinks what does he have to gain so charlie calls nancy fisher fbi and tells her the whole theory you're gonna say nancy grace nancy grace (laughs) no and nancy fisher's response don't intrude on federal investigation charlie parker ew well, FBI and Nancy Fisher, you guys haven't done shit yet, so... Well, what she says is, how could the family be wrong? Why would they willingly take in a stranger? One from another country who speaks with a French fucking accent. Because they're desperate to have uh, their child. Who the hell would do something like that? Are they aware that this isn't their boy? Are they just going along with the story? And if that's the case, why would people do that? It doesn't make any sense. So Charlie is just in shock that his family is falling for this. Or are they? Are they falling for it? I'm telling you, I'm going with my original story. You had a good fucking story, Becky. I think they're in on it. I think they know it's not him. Meanwhile, Frederick feels he succeeded at being a kid again. He is giddy about attending high school in America, riding the school bus, hanging out with kids. It's shocking. And Charlie knows he's full on lying. He's expecting any day now for a bomb to go off at the nearby army base because he thinks Frederick's a spy. Nicholas is a spy. He doesn't know who he really is. He knows in his bones that this is a dangerous man posing as a teenager. Are you okay? I don't know. I don't think he's a spy. So the FBI flies Frederick to Houston because they want him to see a trauma specialist and for them to find out more about the information. Because they were, they're like, okay, they're like, dude. You were in a sex ring. You were basically enslaved overseas. We need to know who did this to you. Mm -hmm. It's the fucking Federal Bureau of Investigation. So they need to know all the details. Exactly. They want to know where and when he was kidnapped. They want the specifics, names, places, times. They need to get to the bottom of this. And they tell the family he needs to deal with his trauma that he has been through. And he's going to see a trauma specialist. Mm -hmm. So he sits down with a doctor, a forensic psychologist, Becky. I keep saying your name. I don't know why. I'm so invested. Let me keep going. They sit down with this forensic psychologist to find out more information on the people who abducted him. From the first sentence, the doctor, he's like, this shit ain't right. The doctor. But my thing is, is that if he went through all this trauma and he was brainwashed, they might have brainwashed him. Right. To forget all of those So that's what he tries to say. That is what he tries to end up saying. So when someone speaks of a traumatic experience, like this is in normal everyday life, you'll see things like, this is according to the doctor that I mentioned, 
you'll see things like a change in posture, change in their pupil size. Mm-hmm. And that makes me freaked out. If I ever see a trauma specialist, are they going to look at my pupils mm-hmm. or a, for, a forensic psychologist? Your heart rate will change or increase. The doctor that interviews Nicholas, Frederick, whatever, uh, sees zero of these signs. And hello, he can't speak English without an accent. That's true. That's the main thing. The doctor knows you can't possibly be fully raised in America in an English-speaking home and not speak as you were raised. It's literally physically not possible. Mm -hmm. You can't just erase that. Yep. Yep. You know it. Any person would be able to recall the accent, the verbiage of the first 13 years of their life. It's ingrained in your brain. But for Nicholas, Nicholas, it's not possible. He physically, it's it's really funny. He physically cannot pronounce certain words as an American would. Yeah. His mouth doesn't make those movements. That's like if you tried to speak German right now. I could not. Russian. I don't know. They have just an extra. Or just any typical person who can't roll their R's for the Spanish accent. Rebecca. Rebecca. Right? Plenty of people. Yeah. Well, the FBI, this is what helps them to know. This ain't no fucking Nicholas. They call the family because, remember, they took him for this interview. Mm-hmm. Carrie is supposed to pick him up. But Carrie is told, bitch, don't come. They tell her. He could be very dangerous. This is not your brother. Mm-hmm. Don't show up at the airport. When we arrive in Texas, we will take care of him. You're like, you're out. Why even bring him back to Texas? I, they have their reasons. Gosh. <laughs> so they fly him back to the airport. They get off the plane. Guess who's standing there? Jason. Carrie. She, she is told flat out. He is not your brother. Don't come to the airport. She shows up. Yep, that's her lover. Ew. Yeah, no, they're not not brother and sister. They're lovers. No, they're not lovers. Mm -hmm. Carrie acts like nothing is wrong. She says, how was your trip, Nicholas? When he gets off the plane. They're lovers. And Nancy Fisher, FBI, just stands there and stares. And she's like, what the fuck? And off they go. At this point, things have gotten just... Ridiculous. The family must be just pretending at this point, but why? Nancy says that they want a DNA sample because the FBI wants to prove it. Let's end this shit. Let's Mm -hmm. end it. So they go to the house. When they go in the house, Nicholas's mother, Beverly, refuses to give a DNA sample. When they show up, she lays down on the floor and screams out, You can't take my DNA. I told you. No. She gets hostile with them. The family says, we don't need to prove who he was. We know who he was. All they have to do is find a strand of hair, right? Right. The family goes from the perception of grieving and quiet to strange and questionable. And the FBI notices real fucking fast. Like, what are they hiding? (laughs) Frederick, look at, listen to this point of view. He notices this shit too. And he's standing there like, Why aren't they giving up their DNA? What the fuck? He's now becoming suspicious. Because they killed Nicholas and they're trying to cover it up. He says, wait a second. They know I'm an imposter. They know I'm lying. And he thinks, what the fuck have I gotten myself into? Literally looking around the living room as the FBI is there and Beverly's on the floor like, nah. 
He witnesses Beverly refusing to give her blood sample. And now the gears are moving in his mind when he's realizing when he doesn't know an answer to something, Carrie always clears it up for him. She always tells him the answer. When he's confused, the family reminds him. When he needs help, they help him from the beginning. He's realizing they made this a cakewalk for him. And he realizes Carrie wanted his head filled with the story of Nicholas. She knew this wasn't her brother, but she was going to believe it anyway. No matter what, they're all believing it and they're all pretending. So with the FBI aware this is a con, with Charlie the PI aware, and now with Frederick aware that they're aware, Frederick is convinced, why the fuck would the family do this? Well, because he says they killed their son. I knew it. I can't. I can't. The real Nicholas Barclay, and this is their way of covering it up. So is this true, Becky? Did they really kill their son? Did they not? I think this happened in real life. Some crazy ass family in Texas. <laughs> I think these, they <sighs> off their kid. Uh-huh. I think it really happened. So is this a movie plot or the facts of a true crime oh, case? this is true crime. Girl, this is true crime. Oh my gosh, <laughs> is it really? These people are crazy. Oh my God. Now you don't know the real truth. No. You don't know the ending here. No. You just know it's true crime. I was hoping it wasn't. Oh my gosh. We always are hoping that it's not. Every time. That's crazy. Crazy. Every single thing I've told you is true. Some random dude. Random. Come on in my home, honey. OMG. Mm-hmm. It's a very true story. Everything I'm telling you I learned from an, a documentary called The Imposter. Oh, I'm watching it later. Oh, it's so crazy. Oh, my gosh. I watched it on Amazon Prime. All the players in this story are in the documentary. The FBI agent, the PI, Charlie Parker, the family, and most interestingly, Becky, Frederick Bourdain is in the documentary. Please tell me that Beverly had a cigarette and a blonde no, haircut. No, she does not. Dang. Oh. Frederick believes the family killed Nicholas covered it up, and used his return as a way to hide the murder. He can't pretend anymore to act like Nicholas from the DNA debacle. So he gives it up. He's done. And he tries to find ways to run away. The FBI issues a search warrant for fingerprints and blood samples because they're like, fuck you all. This is bullshit. Yeah, wasting our time. Uh-huh. They want to know who he is. And is he dangerous, right? So Charlie, Charlie Parker starts tailing Frederick. Everything starts snowballing. Everything's falling apart. He had lived with the family for five months. And now everything's falling apart. So March 3rd, 1988. I wrote I wrote 88, but it has to be 98, right? Yeah, 94. 94 was. Okay. Uh, March 3rd, 1998. The FBI gets a call from Spain that his fingerprints have been identified. They know who this man is. So they fax over the documents and his identity is revealed. He's not 16. He's, do you remember? 23. 23. He's French and he has a record of over 500 false identities. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. All throughout the early 90s, he went on pulling scheme after scheme, many times telling stories of being abducted or abused like teenager. Like it's really yeah, sick. Yeah, that's weird. Really weird. All lies, and it's obvious that this is a man who needs, like, psychiatric help. It's attention-seeking. Frederick himself sits down with Charlie Parker now, the PI. 
because he thinks the family is guilty of murder. So he tells him who he really is and admits the truth, saying that he's wanted by Interpol. So now he wants to be an investigator? I don't fucking know. I'm wanted by Interpol, but go get this family because they murdered their kid. Uh-huh. So it hits the media. The truth comes out to the whole world. The tale of a master imposter. And in the documentary, they play clips from the news at the time, from the 90s. And one of the anchormen says, quote, he's the only person in the history of the United States to assume the missing identity of a child. Or the identity of a missing child. And Frederick was taken into custody. Where is he now? I'll tell you. You know? Yeah. Um, In the documentary, Carrie and Beverly speak throughout it. And they say that they were saddened by when they learned that this wasn't their real Nicholas. (laughs) Becky. Bullshit. Carrie says... She really says, how can I be so fucking stupid? That's She's like really angry talking about it. So what about the family? Frederick tells the police that the family killed their child and hid their body. And a murder investigation is opened. And now Charlie Parker P.I. is now investigating the family. I love that. Oh my God. Think about it. Like that would be like my brother disappearing. You've yeah. seen my brother. And like Brett yeah. coming back and saying he's my brother. Yeah. He looked nothing alike. No. Not even close. Okay, let's rephrase. This would be like your brother going missing, your white-ass brother, and my Puerto Rican-ass biological brother coming in being like, hey, tis me. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking Spanish. (laughs) My my brother did go to school in Spain for six months. He could be like, I learned it in Spain. I learned it in Spain. (laughs) (laughs) So the family is questioned. Lie detester. Fuck wine. Lie detector. Yeah. Lie detector tests are given. The older brother, Jason, is looked into because he's sketch. Jason, who he has like a questionable past, and he's the one who didn't give Nicholas a ride home when he called on the day he went missing. Jason sounds hot, though. When, fuck off. <laughs> you like a bad say, boy. I always say one of them sounds hot. Because you like, like a everyone. bad boy. When Nicholas They're went missing, like when what is Brett doing out there? Is he smiling? He's on the phone. I Can think. he hear us? No, I think he's on the phone. He looks like he's smiling. Who is he talking to with a smile? Like his boyfriend, Brandon. Oh, who the fuck's making you smile, bitch? <laughs> All right. Um, when Nicholas went missing, he went to play ball with his $5. He called home and was like, yo, come pick me up. And his brother was like, no, I'm not waking mom up. So Jason gets looked into. Uh, Jason made a police report after his brother went missing, saying that he believed Nicholas tried breaking into their house weeks, months later after mm-hmm. he went missing. Okay, if your brother has gone missing... And you think he tried breaking in. You're not, he's not breaking in. You would be letting him in. Right. So it's weird, right? Unless the brother was like loop-de-doo and was like Mm -hmm. off his rocker. Well, I mean, you're right because Jason has now passed away from a drug overdose, Becky. Oh, shit. Prior to these events. Yeah. Rest in peace. I know. R.I.P. Were you hot before you died? (laughs) So, I mean, he's not here to speak for himself now. And the family is living a nightmare because to put this shit to rest supposedly they're innocent from what we know. Are they still looking for their son? They did not kill their boy and hide his body. They did nothing wrong. According to evidence, Becky, nothing was found against them. But if they didn't kill their boy, wouldn't they still be searching for him? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so if they're not searching for him, I would think that they just are guilty. So you're making an assumption? I am. Or maybe they were just that that gullible maybe they just wanted him back that badly or maybe jason had some i don't know jason's not here they could be covering it up 
That's like everyone said that about the John Bonet thing. They thought her brother did it and her parents covered it up. Well, we still don't know. I know. Well, in the documentary, the FBI agent Nancy talks. She's also interviewed. And she talks about the, like the original fucking Nancy. About how it's possible that Beverly and Jason did something to the real Nicholas, but there's no evidence. Like she taught, they mm-hmm. taught, they do go into that. Frederick just hurt the family even more with this story. He is known, he, I'm sorry, he is a known con man and now con the police about the family. So he's like from con to con to con. Mm-hmm. From his cell, Frederick made calls when he was uh, uh, incarcerated all over the world about missing people making random shit up just to cause shit for no reason. So still doing it. Yep. In the documentary, Carrie is so saddened about the whole thing. Frederick caused so much damage to the family and she says, fuck him. In the documentary. I still think she's shady as hell. Uh, Well, in the end, Frederick Bourdain was convicted of perjury and fraudulently obtaining a passport and was sentenced to six years in prison. That's it? Yeah. He says in the documentary that he only cares about himself and he doesn't care what anyone says or thinks about him. You know what? He don't give a shit. Kudos to you, Frederick, that you can acknowledge that you're a narcissistic POS. (laughs) Well, in 2003, he was deported to France and three months later attempted to steal the identity of a missing 14-year-old boy. Try and be an adult. He also tried to be a missing teen in Spain and then an orphan in 2005 dressing up as a teenager, changing the way he walked, changing the way he talked. Is he a pervert? Like he wants to be around kids? I don't know. I don't know. I think he just never had a childhood, so he's constantly trying to relive it. Ew. I know. He would wear hats to hide his receding hairline, pretending to be a teenager. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I would go back to like being 13 and take naps all day Mm. if I could, but. It ain't happening though. It's not happening. Well, uh, when he was hiding his receding hairline, he would have been 30 at this time, still fucking doing this oh, shit. Weirdo. So he served, he served stints in jail here and there in Spain and was constantly deported back to France. And in 2007, he got married and went on to have five children. He got married while he was in prison? Or no, when he, got he out? was out. Okay. Last I could find on this man was in 2022. His wife, I mean, according to the research I read online, may or may not have left him. And he says that he'll never change who he is because basically he says, this is who I am. And the real Nicholas Barclay's disappearance is still unsolved. What happened to the real fucking kid? I know. That's the sad part here. I was going to ask if Frederick was my ex-husband, but... (laughs) Uh, Your ex-husband is like four foot five. But he could pass off as a kid. And not French. Um, So I went to Reddit... I did after watching the documentary because I was curious on what other people would believe about the case. So many people seem to think that, eh, I hate to say it, eek, whether it was intentional or not, people believe that the family may have killed Nicholas, mm-hmm. mainly mainly the brother Jason. I don't want to put anything out there that's false. I'm just telling you a lot of theories that I see. I don't know. I wasn't fucking there. Yeah, I don't know either, but that's, I'm leaning towards the family being involved at, somehow. Yeah. There's theories that maybe it was an accident and they covered it up. And like, the, it is known that Nicholas was a violent kid, but that's because his mom and Jason were hooked on fucking heroin. Oh, that's why the mom was passed out on yes. the couch. I was going to say that in the beginning. And violence was what he was like supposedly raised around. Yeah. So people also think it's weird that when the whole thing began, Beverly didn't go herself to Spain, but sent her daughter Carrie. 
Gosh, she couldn't take her heroin on the plane. Shut up, Becky. She's supposedly sober now. So in there is video footage of like when Carrie brings him to the United States and you see Beverly go up to him and just like gently like like a hug mm-hmm. you would give like a coworker. And in the documentary, she says she wanted to give him space. That's what she says. So people think it's weird that it, like in the video footage of their meeting, everyone is so excited like, oh my gosh, you're here. But Beverly calmly and quietly approaches him and just hugs him. So you can look at it from a couple different ways. Yeah. I don't know. One person on Reddit said, the sister seems sincere, but the mother and brother seem suspicious as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I know. I bet the sister was probably like the like straight one in the family, like not involved in any shit or drama. Yeah. yeah. And she was probably just the one trying to like save face for everybody. So she was trying to like make it believable. Well, I have a picture for you. I have a picture for you, Becky, of the real Nicholas. And the... this is Nicholas, the real Nicholas, right? He looks really young. He looks really young. He looks like he's 12. Mm-hmm. But he was 13. I'm looking at the nose. Tell me what you, nose. tell the people what you see. So very young, adolescent, kind of tan. His nose is kind of big. Like it's kind of like. Is it like Uncle Pat's nose? I don't know what Uncle Pat looks <laughs> exactly. like. Exactly. But like it's a, kind of like a. It's kind of like a button nose, but he's it's like cute. a little bit fat. He's very cute. Okay, now let me show you when <laughs> Frederick showed up on the scene. <laughs> okay, so I can kind of see the nose thing. The nose is kind of button nose two-ish. Uh-huh. But he's supposed to be 15. 16. That looks like 16. A, yeah, that looks like a 25-year-old man <laughs> with full-on facial hair. Like, he has stubble. You can see the Stubble. Stubble. Yes. And that's fake blonde. Like, you can tell the difference between real blonde and fake blonde. That's fake blonde. Oh, and mind you, there's no such thing as dyeing your eyes with eye drops to be a different color. That doesn't exist. Yeah, why didn't he just say contacts? That was stupid. It was stupid. Well, then, because they need to be like, take the contacts out. Well, um, Becky, that's the true story of the imposter and the believers. That's it. I cannot even wrap my head around it. That looks nothing like, that looked like Heath Ledger. That's Heath he, Ledger? He looked, remember Heath Ledger, like, mm-hmm. right around, like, Midsummer Nights, whatever movie that was, mm. looks just like that. I don't know, dude. With that but blonde hair. It's, just go look it up, guys. We'll post it when we post this episode. We'll post, I'll post those pictures of, and you're going to be like, so oh, fuck. Uh, so I guess remember to tune into our Patreon for our Twilight session, but mostly remember to live, laugh, and never pose as a missing kid from another country when you look nothing like him and when you're a full-grown adult. <laughs> Because that's weird. And don't murder. (laughs) Very true. No, no, no. Becky, you know what I should do? We have an entire blooper reel that is in the the Netherlands of the internet. Yes. It doesn't exist because I took that episode down. Do it. Maybe I should include that blooper reel. I have it. Do it. On the deleted episode that will never be heard. Yes. All right. Well. In the vault. Stay tuned for that deleted blooper reel right now. We need to come up with something catchy. It's our after show. I Why can't we just call it that? After hours. That's what I've been calling it. Yeah, after hours. Right. I only called it Twilight Hour because of that particular episode we did. It was great, but because I it can't. Was, it was Halloween. But it doesn't roll off no. the tongue. I just keep saying after show. After show. After show. After hours. After hours. After, closing time. Closing Closing time. time. Oh, can we play the music? No, that's copyright. What, what I am going to do is insert some of the bloopers from this bullshit. So insert... Mm-hmm. Insert bloopers here. Because I was like, <laughs> we're, 
I was like, ma'am, I just broke my wrist in half like eight months ago. Like, I'm doing the best I can. Like, you can't not certify me because I had an injury. (laughs) So, uh, shut the fuck up. He's got a small wiener. (laughs) Ooh, ween. You have to say ween, Becky. Ween. Oh, I said penis in the story. Am I going to get in trouble? Oh, God. By who? Three. You don't know that you're about to crash. You're just like snobbing on the lob, (laughs) on the knob. Slob on my knob, like corn on the cob. Don't get me started. I can sing that whole song. I know. Four. Like this is this we, is amazing. We're growers, not showers. We're growers. <laughs> All engine running. Okay. I wonder if we could get microphones like Britney Spears with like a headset and a thing. I'm gonna research it. That might be a Christmas present. Lift off. What are yeah. you doing? Are you following? Swallowing what? My saliva. Oh my god! You don't have to turn every time you swallow your saliva. My, no, my I swallow like I swallow really loud. <laughs> Listen, did you hear it? I don't know. You're weird. I, next time I'll swallow normal and you'll hear it. And you're gonna be like, "What the fuck, Becky?" Well, now you're freaking me out. We have a liftoff. All right, guys, we love you. Love you. Bye. And hop on to Patreon to hear us talk shit more. Oh yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.